Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. And introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my ultra-focused co-host, Mina Kulo-Zitup. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. (laughs) And I said ultra-focused because we recently received a not-so-nice review that said we weren't really focused in our... uh... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie. That review was not nice, and I did not like it. So if you're listening, thank you for prompting this podcast episode, because this really just led us to one, airing it, putting it out there, us being okay with it, and then talking about it with our community. So we are currently talking about with our product bosses that we work with and on Instagram and on Facebook. And because you all receive not so nice reviews sometimes, right? And what do you do with that? What do you do with that information? And so we really wanted to actually dig in this episode in terms of how to handle reviews and then what to do. When do you shift parts of your business because of a review? And when do you sort of brush it off and be like, that person was having not so great of a day and they felt like they needed to put it on us. So should we read the review? I think we should, or maybe we can later on, but I think we should read the question that came from one of our listeners about okay. reviews. Okay. So we put this out there, right? We, um, we put it on our Instagram and had a whole thing about it because we also have, that was like, we've only ever received one bad review. So out of all our reviews, I guess it's it not stings. so bad. No, it stings. <laughs> so this actually came to us from Wick and Bear. So she wrote to us and she said, actually, this brings up a great point and question for me. How do you handle negative reviews? Yesterday, I had someone message me saying their brown, sh- that their brown sugar and fig candle is quote unquote, unscented. And then again, which it isn't, as she says. And I find this comment so hard to get over. So Agreed, right? Like it feels so personal um, in product-based businesses, especially if you're making it yourself or if like your blood, sweat, tears, all your cash, all your time are going into this and then someone has their own opinion of your product. So what do you think, Mina? A hundred percent. I just ignore them. (laughs) (laughs) Her product. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't hurt as much as this one from the podcast because I feel like the podcast is so personal we put a lot of work into it and I feel like it's so personal. We're like the face of the brand. Whereas low labels, when people will give me complaints, they'll be like the size of it is too small. It didn't stick, blah, blah, blah. But in my mind, I don't control the universe. I wholeheartedly know it works for almost all the people, but I don't control the temperature of the dishwasher, the temperature of their washer and dryer, the condensation of the environment they live in, of their town, how much it snows that day, you know? So at the same time, I'm like, okay, that doesn't hurt me that bad because I know there's people out there that I'm serving that love it. And plus, like when people talk about the size of my clothing labels, for instance, they are little, but that was why I came out with them. Yeah, low labels. And she was like, these are the tiniest labels. They should be called tiny labels. So that's kind of like a joke. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, that's adorable. Tiny labels. You should Uh, be like, I should come out with even smaller ones. (laughs) 
but the whole idea of it, because I'm sticking to my guns here, is that it fits onto tiny little clothes and you need to be able to do it quickly. So even if it's like initials on there instead of the whole name, then that's kind of the brand, right? And so it doesn't hurt me as much. But there's some people that literally were like on the date labels, this is the worst purchase ever I've ever made on the internet. Don't buy these. They're worthless. And the title was like most worthless purchase ever. (laughs) I was like, really? The most worthless purchase ever? That's a bit overdramatic. And so in that case, I'm just like, you know, there's people that definitely think that they're owed something in this world. And they go around and they think, you know what, I bought this product. And in this case, you know, I kind of think they are entitled to their opinion and they put their money into it. So they are entitled to put their opinion out there. This other person that wrote the review, she listened to our episode that is fully free, zero dollars, and then gave us the review. And now you can read it. I'm (laughs) embracing myself for this review. All right. I just want to say something before I even jump into this. Okay. So as a product business, if you tend to see a review come up often, right? So let's say you start to get a ton of negative reviews. Maybe they're saying, this isn't the case for Mina, but I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe they're saying they don't stick, they don't stick, they don't stick, or first wash, they come off. Then all of a sudden it could be something that you didn't, you weren't able to track or know in terms of quality control and be like, oh my goodness, hold on. Let me take a look at these and test it. Right. Which means then that perhaps there's something QC that your customers are finding. And if that's the case, thank you so much. We actually didn't catch that. You caught it. We're going to go back in and fix it. And we're going to get you the new stuff versus our friend with the candles and the scent. Who knows what the state of her nasal passages are, you know, like <laughs> have a cold. No, legit. Not even hundred percent. I don't, I, my nasal passages aren't ideal. So like smells are different to me and some people are more sensitive. That's how my hearing is. A lot of times like my hearing and I had to take tests when I was a kid, my hearing is not the greatest. So that's a lot of what it is. Like sometimes people have a high sensitivity to touch. Like I just bought some shaperware, which is like the same as Spanx. And, um, I put them on and the thing that I wanted from it so badly was that that it wouldn't roll down. It would stay on my body. And then, um, so then if I were to give a review, which I don't usually give any reviews, I would say it was too sticky on my skin. (laughs) Cause you didn't want it to roll down, but it felt too sticky. My skin is sensitive though. I know that 100% my skin is sensitive. So like, that's the review that I would probably give. It's too sticky. So if that business owner of that shaperware were to be like, oh, well, it's too sticky for this person, but it's not sticky enough for that person. That's what you need to think about is that these people have their own things with their body, right? Nasal passages in this one. (laughs) You know, she could have had like a really pungent dinner and her taste buds were off, which does affect smell, you know? So whatever the case, or maybe it's the weather that took out the scent and pulled it from the candle. I don't know what it is, but there are variables here. Depending on how the feedback gets to us, right? So for example, for us on podcasts, we can't connect with you on Amazon. I think, can you comment back on Amazon? You can. um, You can. Um, It's sometimes only one way if it's a seller review uh, and then they'll allow you to email, but I just report them. If they don't have to do with my product, um, you can get them removed. Like sometimes people will put bad reviews, but it's not my product. 
So I will report them and then Amazon will pull it down. And then like, for example, on Yelp, a lot of times you'll find that on Yelp that people or even on like TripAdvisor, people will leave reviews about hotels and sometimes a manager will jump in and be like, well, we actually tried to talk to you about this in person or so sorry, I didn't know. Let me make it up to you. So depending on how the reviews come in and if you have a connection to these people, um, you can then maybe try and make it right. If you feel like it, you might be like, oh, that's strange. Well, let me see if I can get you another candle, ship it back to me and I'll get you another one or maybe we'll try a different scent. Um, I did try to see if this person was in our uh, Facebook community. I was actually going to say, which episode did you listen to so that I could hear, um, I could figure out which one because there's some of our podcasts maybe are a little bit aligned with what she's saying and some of them aren't. Like for example, in this podcast, we've already talked about three different brands, but that's because we like to either reference something that we can actually make like tangible for you. Or if we are working with other product businesses or we are talking to you on Instagram and we have the ability to speak about you and you allow us to, we would love to talk about you because that's the point of this community, right? Like wick and bear candles, everybody. We will put her in our show notes because we love her. We communicate with her on Instagram. We've never worked with her, but um, again, product people for product people. So now I'm going to read it. Okay. okay. Since we're talking about myself. that. Okay, it's two star reviews. So Lisa wasn't one. We do have one one star review, and that's By somebody accident. said we're yeah. They said we're awesome, but then they went in and, and hit one star for some reason. So they're like, if I could give you more than five stars, well, yeah, you gave us six, I guess, minus. <laughs> um, by the way, I reported that to Apple. <laughs> Because it's clearly she wanted to give us more and then it was an accident, you know? Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is this review that we've been talking about. It's titled lots of self slash cross promo, little advice, two stars. Thank you. Okay. So this is what this person says. Don't get me wrong. The advice is a hundred percent on point, but is it worth trying to sift that five to 10 minutes of advice from all the cross promotion that seems to be going on with these people? if you have the time, but if you are the kind of person this product podcast was made for, you do not have the time. This podcast is more exhausting than helpful. Seriously, hundreds of different companies per episode mentioned, hundreds by the way, hundreds of different <laughs> companies episode. per episode mentioned, and it usually seems like a stretch to make it pertinent to their topic. First of all, yeah. I despise that little advice title because I literally pride myself on that there's takeaways, right? This is one thing for sure that we are a takeaway type of workshop style podcast that is not fluff at all. Like we go, you, you won't even hear Jack and I talk too much about a personal lives besides when it's pertinent, you know, that we just go straight into the advice. Our goal is to use your time as best we can and our time. And so then that way we can help each other you know, rise to the top where there's room for the, you know, room at the top for all of us. Um, so I resented that little advice thing. <laughs> I love you so much. So, um, so I agree about the advice because we do do our research. I will say if we're talking about self-promotion, who knows, maybe it was an episode we did dig into a little. Oh, later I, I think I feel no, 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 no. She's talking about self-promotion of the product boss. So oh. I, I know which one it is. It's the 10 hacks one because the show notes on there are, are crazy. It's not seriously a hundred one, a hundred companies per episode. And then also in the beginning of that episode, we talked about, um, the project 
uh, the Boss Project Summit, and we talked about like different things. So the thing is that really bothered me about this is that she clearly did not invest enough time into us. She calls us, quote unquote, these people. She doesn't <laughs> even know our names. These people. And then on top of it, there is tons of advice. That's all we do. And then also um, the part that really bothered me <laughs> was the part where she's talking about if this was, if you have the time to dig into it, yeah, the value is there, but this was made for people that don't have the time to do it. Who are you to say that they don't have the time to dig through it? Because these are our people that we've clearly made this for, that's including us. We're part of our people and um, they do have the time to at least listen to us on the commute and we give as much as we, you know, we give, give, give. So she does, she doesn't even know about our people, much less our people. And then these people, which is us. You know? <laughs> it's just so much, so much emotion. So, so what we'd like to say here is that basically, for example, and please don't review us like this. So I'm just going to put that out there if you are still listening. But if any of you do feel this way, go ahead and DM us. Like, let's take it to the personal side. Like, let's talk in person. And so we can actually hear your feedback and make changes. We would love it if you didn't sort of, you know, go online. Because if, if it's hurtful to businesses, reviews on Amazon, that kind of thing, then, you know, it's we, again, we are really very much about supporting people. So as long as you're not screwing people over, you're not like trying to take their money for nothing. Um, this is a free podcast, like Mina said. So we don't, we are just in, we are just giving it. And for a very long time, we didn't actually do anything to monetize it at all. We were like, let's just share our advice. We like to share it. So but what I do want to say is that if, for example, we kept getting people saying, you guys are talking about a lot of people, or it feels like it's, it's cross-promotion, or it doesn't feel like there's any advice, if that showed up a lot, then we'd have to readdress the content that we give. But most of the time, so for example, the, the review that came right before this review. Oh, you're going to do door jam? I was going to do sky dream. Oh, do door jam first because I read these in order so you guys can experience what I was experiencing when I read these reviews. Door jam's too, too down. Do you mean to do door jam? Door jam? Yeah. So I read this person's review, the two star, and I felt like I was going to puke, like <laughs> a visceral feeling because I was so offended. And then I read door jams and luckily it pulled me from the edge. So, so thank you, door jam and Steve, because I think maybe we've connected you on it with you on Instagram. And so we just want to put this out because it's a long one and we appreciate it. Okay. So, and sorry if this feels like cross promotion, but I know that you all know that this is happening. We know that this is happening for you. So we kind of just want to take you into our world of processing so that you can <laughs> see how maybe to use it in here. So he says, Hey, I'm Steve and I run a small business as a side hustle to my quote unquote real job. The business has ex existed for nearly three years now. I get all the training, knowledge, and experience I need at work for that job. But where's a small uh, micro business owner supposed to get all the training, knowledge, and experience to be successful on their own without the institu institutional support of an established entity? Finally, I found an exceptional source that doesn't have just a couple of golden nugget episodes. Jacqueline and Mina, so not these people. <laughs> Thank you for knowing our names. <laughs> Jacqueline and Mina have several golden nuggets in each episode. I normally listen on my commute and wish I could write notes or click along the way 
when they have their amazing guests on. The guest interviews have pushed into the nitty gritty and nuts and bolts of the how to and how I did it. There haven't been any superficial interviews as a teaser. I'm happy to listen to an hour long episode because they feel like we're sitting around a table and talking shop. Ladies, thank you. Keep it up. You inspire me to keep pushing and go farther along. The first year was slow to get going. The second year picked up just because and the third year has really blossomed. I owe that in part to you both because of what I learned from you and your guests. The great, the topics are great in caps. They fit in, they fit the needs just right. And they also seem to be there just at the moment at the right moment too. Again, many thanks Steve at door jam. And so follow at door jam. We will put that link in our bio as are in our show notes as well. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, one truly from the bottom of our heart, I mean, I kind of want to cry actually after reading this and putting it out there for everybody, but thank you. Because we uh, mini roller coaster when I was reading these because I literally felt horrible after that first one because you do take it personally you know and you'll see that in product and everything too I've been less personal about the low labels ones but when I first started holy moly I felt horrible just like here this is our first bad review right but it is just showing you that we are in emotionally invested obviously. There's some people that teach and they're not invested in their community. They don't know their claims. They don't help promote them. Um, so I feel like there is this energy that we put into it, not just from the teaching side, but also from being invested like mind space into other people's businesses. So that's why I take it so personally, but okay, keep going. <laughs> well, I think, I think we could stop with that one because you guys are welcome to leave reviews to bury that review or, <laughs> or, or just let us know how you feel about it. But, you know, I think, so that's what I want you all to think about. These things are going to sting a little and go back to the positive. So go back to the thing that was a positive. And we start our masterminds asking people, you know, what their win or their greatest accomplishment was in the last couple of days or weeks. And sometimes it's really hard to find that. And we all feel that way, right? If you're having a tough day or a tough week, or maybe you've had the flu since everyone I feel like has had the flu at some point this year, um, you you just find that little thing. It could be that you got your nails done. It could be that actually you did get an order out of the blue or that you got a positive review. So try and find that. Or if you're fortunate enough, like Mina and I, to have such amazing listeners that have left us these other reviews, we were able to jump from a negative one into, you know, five ones we haven't read that are not negative and positive and and reinforcing that you're actually listening and hearing what we're what we're saying. Cause this is a one-way conversation, right? We don't yeah. know how you guys feel when you're listening or if you're, ta- if you're understanding what we're teaching. Yeah. And I know I said that our number one goal is to like teach something. It really isn't. Our number one goal is to make you feel less alone. That's like the number one gift we can give all of our listeners is that we can show you that we've been there. We are there. We felt that. And, and then it helps you guys to keep going. I mean, that's why I love that Steve from Door Jam's review so much is that he was like, I've kept pushing because of you guys. That's literally what I want as like the number one goal is that you take something away because you can learn any of this anywhere, right? Like you can listen to other people. The other people can be your guide. It doesn't have to be myself or, or Jacqueline. Um, it can be anybody else. But the real thing is that we give you that mental ability to be like, I'm doing this and I'm doing this really well. And I'm doing this because Mina and Jacqueline believe in me and that they helped me, you know, skip a few steps. And then also I know that they've dealt with the hard stuff too. And we are not alone in any of it. Like that's the biggest goal and gift that we want to give. And, and it, it is personal, you know, like that review calling us these people 
listen to more than one episode for 10 minutes. You know, you can tell that we're givers in all of this. And I have to tell you this one thing that I listened to that was so interesting. Um, you know, that one thing that people always talk about how you're like the, the, the blend of the five people you hang out with or whatever. Um, so this one guy did a rebuttal to it. And I can't even remember who it is. It was something like he said that he doesn't love the idea of how people are promoting that. Like he disagrees with that concept of you become the, that you should become the five people that, you know, you're hanging out with, um, because that becomes, you become a taker. You go into that situation. You're like, okay, these people are all smarter than me. How can I take from them? And it led me to like down this hole because I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, I need to, you know, am I the taker of my groups, blah, blah, blah. But in my mind, I, I ultimately disagreed with him because I think that you actually, if you go in there thinking that those people owe you something and you're taking from them, of course, you're going to become the taker. But if you go in there thinking that you're also a giver and that you're, you know, around those people to lift you up in that bar and you're able to give something to them too, like it's a give, give instead of a take, take, then that's how you've approached that situation instead. And that's, the thing that makes the difference. It's not the five people. It's not the anything. It's the approach of the give, right? So this woman came on thinking that we owed her something that she could just take from us and that she didn't have to give either. You know, the people, the other people that are listening to us are giving their time. They're giving their appreciation. They're giving, you know, their input. And, and then they get it as selective if they want to hear from us or not. So I, that's what it made me think of was that it switched me to that, th- that podcast that I listened to years ago about, yeah, the, the five people and the, the, get, the, the taker mentality, you know? So I, you know, oftentimes people leave reviews when they're mad about something, right? And so mm-hmm. a lot of times service fees, someone leaves you in a waiting room too long or they forget your appointment or whatever it is, like you might write a review to it. Um, doctors, you know, things like that, where you want to leave a review because you're just so angry about it. Oftentimes people don't leave positive reviews because you've, you've been on a positive experience and it's a, it's a lot to, I mean, they're probably not even thinking you want to shout from the rooftops and you're pissed off about something, but when you're happy, you're happy and you're going to return, but you're not necessarily helping to promote. So here's a couple tips we want to give you guys for good reviews and bad reviews. So one thing that we were given advice was for, was to ask for reviews. So we never asked for reviews. And so many of you get into the DM on Instagram and tell us that you loved that episode and you might share with us what that, what your takeaway of that episode was. And we we were always like, thank you. (laughs) Cool. And we would interact. Now we actually respond and say, thank you so much. Would you mind sharing that? Uh, Would you mind leaving a review for us? Because it's important that we love that you tell us. And like we said, we read all of them. And so please share that with others and it will help expose this podcast to other people. So. One thing that you all might want to do is ask for positive reviews. You know, there might be a follow-up email that was like, how's it doing? How's the product? How's it treating you? Do you love it? You know, it would help us so much and make people feel like they're part of the team. Like Mina was saying, not only the taker, but the giver, like help us grow too. Leave us a positive review on or leave us a review on this um, so that we can grow it, so that we can share it, so that other people know that they should pick this scent versus that scent. 
Right. A hundred percent agreed. And the funny thing is that I felt weird about asking. I ask for reviews all the time. It's actually in my email sequence for little labels, but I never would ask on those DMs. And I remember saying that to our mastermind group is that, would you guys feel weird if you were DMing with one of us that we asked you to do a review? And all of them said, no, we would not feel weird. We would a hundred percent do it. And we would love for you to ask. So then that, that helps me get over my own mindset of asking. So you'll see me copy and paste. It's kind of a copy and paste, you know, the ask, because it, it was a little bit hard for me to ask because I felt weird in the ask, I guess. But make it easy for yourself. So, I mean, honestly, like if you have a way to make it easy for them to, because again, we're going back to Pura Vida, um, but they, he always said, you know, make it, just have them be able to say yes. So be it if you're able to leave them a link on where they can review it. Um, and if let's say you don't, maybe you're not selling on Amazon. Maybe there isn't a place that they can leave reviews. Maybe they can do a quick story about it and tag you that right there. Like any sort of review or testimonial of them wearing and being like, I love my blah, blah, blah. Um, then you can put that in a little like highlight on your Instagram, for example, of testimonials, or perhaps you can use it like Jenna from Wisconsin loves my, you know, this product. And so just ask for the feedback because people trust people. We talk about this all the time, like that no like trust factor and, um, and having an actual face to it, I think is so beneficial. Yeah, I love that. I mean, do make it really easy. People are so used to being asked for their opinion and they do like it. And especially if they're tagged. So I would say not be to not be scared. Like I oftentimes get in my own head, um, but it should be very easy. Like include the link and include perhaps the specific product that they had purchased. Um, and then that way you can, you know, remove all obstacles for them. And then let's talk about what to do to avoid bad reviews. So, and I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but I will, even on, on Amazon, particularly Amazon products, I'll, I'll get like a little piece of paper and some of the things I buy that says, have a problem with this? Email us at blah, blah, blah to let us know. So they actually want us to go before, you know, you jump on like your, your soapbox and yell to the world how much you hate whatever you just bought on Amazon. They want you to contact them first and say, hey, this is what happened and let them sort of correct it before you bring them down, um, bring them down with reviews or stars because you know we all click on like the negatives oftentimes to see what's real and what's not five star and the one star 100 i want to because but it's not because the one stars are deterring me i want to see how legit those are um it's because like most people they will leave a one star but is it really a credible complaint right um is it something that maybe they're just trolling the internet wanting to do negative reviews or or is it part of the experience because sometimes right we'll get bad reviews on glass bottles for instance glass of the bottles we 100% always recommend people to use this on plastic bottles like Medela and Dr. Brown's but every once in a while they'll use it on glass bottles which heat up at a different variable in your dishwasher that you know, there's any level of hotness that I can get. And then the condensation gets under. Those are all things out of my control. Even though I specifically say recommended for plastic bottles, and yet there will be reviews that will be like one star, didn't work on my glass bottle. Well, didn't I say don't use glass bottles? See note above? <laughs> Question mark? Follow directions before you review. But, and then, you know, the same thing too, like you'll see sometimes that there's a bunch of five-star reviews and they feel like they're people that they've paid to do it. You know, they're not mm -hmm. credible. And then the one-stars are credible. So like I was looking at this dog toothbrush 
chew toy the other day and all the five stars, oh, it was so fantastic. But then the one stars were actual photos showing like the chew toy was chewed so easily that it actually fell apart and didn't withstand chewers, which is like, well, that doesn't make sense if you need your dog to chew on it to brush their teeth. So, and it was actually... It came through on Instagram to me. I wonder if you saw it, but it came through as sponsored, sponsored ad on Instagram. So this is what I did. I saw it on Instagram. I clicked on it. I saw it on its website. The website didn't seem so credible to me. So then I looked it up on Amazon, saw it on Amazon, saw all the bad reviews. So if I didn't kind of do my research there, their website wasn't going to share it with me. Their website, I didn't trust fully because it felt like a little bit like maybe from China and then saw it on Amazon and then saw right there. I was able to sort of validate it before sort of spending my money. So reviews are super helpful and they're great for consumers. They're great for all of us, but like, when is it necessary to do it? And when is it not? And I think if you can lift up brands, this is something to think about. I think probably, Mina, you said, cause you don't normally leave good reviews. Maybe it's something. Or we bad reviews. Right? I don't leave any reviews. I feel yeah. like, um, well, I do in the really, really good ones because if I feel like they need it, I definitely do. But, um, I never leave a bad review. I never, ever. It's just my motto in life. I don't like putting the energy out because I think it's going to come back to me. <laughs> um, so I just don't do it because people can have their own experiences in my mind. You know. Um, also, I don't know if I shared this, this statistic, but um, this is kind of on the consumer side. So make sure you use your discretion in looking at reviews, right? Um, they had tested their reviews on Walmart and only 50% of them were valid mm-hmm. by real people. 50%. That's crazy huge. And then on Amazon, it was 30%. So uh, no, no, no. I'm getting that reverse. 30% were fake and 50% were fake. So I guess in Walmart's case, 50-50 would be normal, but um, not normal, but you know. Wait, so Amazon only has 30% fake reviews? Yeah. 30% fake reviews. And That's- on Walmart, it's 50% fake reviews. So 30% fake reviews is lower than I would expect. I would have thought it was really? like 70% fake reviews. No way. No. Really? There's some people that just love doing reviews, you know? So, so I think that if you guys are going about this for yourself, um, I think no matter what, and we have like a whole episode on, if you can do an insert inside, that's like, Hey, not a hundred percent happy, let us know. Or we would love, you know, share, you guys can look this up on Pinterest. We would love to, um, we'd love for you to share your experience on Instagram, tag us. And if there's anything, anything at all, message us here. And you give them that opportunity then you open that door, you invite them in to let you know how they feel. Cause we know that it probably like does take guts for you guys to get on a DM and personally message us and tell us that we're doing a good job. I mean, to compliment someone, it's not that easy to, to go in and both are hard, right? To put yourself out there and be like, Hey, you're doing a great job and we appreciate it because you're letting us know. So, but if you invite people to give you that feedback, then they're going to take it as you will but make improvements when you see places that need it and listen to the positive stuff as well. Also, I think it's all in the wording. Um, So for instance, what Jacqueline was talking about, when you're mad, you'll usually tell 12 people, right? That's just statistic. And then if you're happy, you usually only tell three. Also, when I was doing events, I, when we first started um, with those scrapbooking events, we would ask people for feedback. When you ask people for feedback, they will 100% give you feedback. And it's usually criticism because they're trying to help you do better and they feel like it's constructive criticism, right? So if it, instead you say something like, tell us what you love about the product. 
Yeah. You know, or if you say, um, how did we help you today? You know, how did you use the product today? It's different. It is a review, but it's a great way to know how people are using it. Because in a lot of circumstances, if you're only asking for feedback, they might not be using your product properly. And it could be, um, you could ask it in a different way too, like anything else we need to know. So it could be some positive prompts and then anything else we should know, or how could we have made this experience even better for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I've asked that on my presentations and people have said like, it was great, you know, or when we did something, it was like, you know, if you could have gotten to the meat and potatoes a bit faster. So, you know, and, and it's like, you know, yeah, good point. Yes, we can cut that part out and get to it. So again, constructive criticism. I think that I learned that because I went to art school and we had, I remember the first time we had to put up all our, we always would have to put our art on the walls and as a group walk around and constructive, like critique it um, and be able to say, "Mm, I really love your use of color, but um, you know, it looks to me like your line isn't strong enough. I don't know. I forgot what we said. It was something artsy, but we were, we, we learned to give constructive criticism. So I think that's the thing, right? Constructive ways to help people improve, improve their businesses. Yeah. 100%. And I feel like when you're asking for feedback, you usually will brace yourself for feedback. I guess I was ill-prepared to read a bad review, (laughs) like honestly, Um, because in little labels, I I get feedback all the time and I'm prepared for it. Just like, you know, I mean, obviously I grew up in a traditional Asian Asian household. It's 80% criticism up in there, you know, like. Are you going to wear that? What do you think about that? Yeah. (laughs) Only got an A minus, you need an A plus. (laughs) Yeah. No, literally A minus. Um, what are the other people get? What are people going to think about this A minus? Um, literally. So, I mean, 80% is like generous. It was more like 90% criticism. But, you know, like I brace myself for those situations. And I feel like sometimes you do set yourself up for like to prepare yourself for that, like in art, right? Because you're always going to get some sort of feedback or criticism. But to get feedback on free, really, really valuable information in my mind, I was just like, what? How could you? Like, <laughs> So that's why, yeah, I was ill-prepared. So be prepared to get feedback. If you're a product entrepreneur, you're only, you're putting yourself out there in a tangible, physical way in, in the way of a product. So you're almost always going to need to become thick skinned and know that there's good feedback with bad feedback and, and mentally be able to take it in, process it and, and, and do what you feel in your gut is best. Do you have to change with them? No, absolutely not. But it's good hearing it, honestly, at the end of the day. And keep your ears flagged. If you hear it again, then okay, two times. All right. Maybe you give it the third time that you hear something and then you really start to assess that and take a look at it, you know? So don't let anybody just like throw you off. Your Even the advice me and I give you, and we say this to our people that we work one-on-one with, this is all just advice and it's your business and you're going to need to make the decisions for your own business and what you believe is, is right and correct. And what you know, you know, is, um, relevant or, or can get a bad review or that maybe you're like, I don't, they were just, they were having a day. So 
to talk about self-promotion. So I just, I want, this is here my other part that I want to say. We have been invited and honored to be a part of a, a virtual summit. You know, we are a newer business and we are so excited to be a part of this. So yeah, there's going to be a little bit of promotion happening. And that's because we do one need, want you guys to know about it so that you can benefit from some of the stuff because some of you don't listen to all the podcasts in the world. So there's that. And we were invited to be a part of it. And so we're spending our time recording and creating this um, session for you. And so are these other people. So there's 26 speakers. So you are going to hear some episodes that are a bit more promotion. And this week we do have a very promotion type episode, which we're kind of more or less cross-branding, which we've talked about too. So that's what's going to be. You like it, you like it. You don't like it, listen to another episode. But we're going to do what we need to do also for our businesses. So put this in the show notes, right? We're going to put the link, but do you want to tell them a little bit about the Product Powerhouse Summit? Yeah, sure. Um, It's a three-day virtual summit. It's in April, so make sure you guys sign up now. It's totally free, but if you want full access to those videos forever, it's $47 right now. So make sure you do that right now because it does go up to 97 at the door and then 147 after the event. So that's only if you want to access it at any time. Some of these people, they don't even have access to them at all. With Jacqueline and I, you get access to us, you know, um, via the podcast and then via our masterminds. So there's so much good content here that you might not hear anywhere else. In fact, Jacqueline and I have one that we've never, ever done besides in person. So really uh, take advantage. We're talking about mastering alternative and creative ways to grow your brand. So it's something that is just, it's good. That's why we decided to do it again. So we are realizing that people are catching on to the idea that product-based businesses are having to listen to other things and try and convert it to their own businesses. And so these are, um, this is boss project formerly known as think creative collective with Emily and Abigail, and they have the strategy hour podcast. So there's a whole bunch of cross there, but, um, they've put this together with all the people that, because they've been so successful and all the people they've met over the years that they're actually bringing them all, all together. So there's going to be eight keynotes, 16 breakouts, and it's all virtual. It's April 9th to the 11th. So again, it's totally free. And if you want to upgrade to a VIP ticket, that's your option. And you should, because there's giveaways, there's downloads, and you can kind of watch it at your leisure. So if you don't have three days all day to really dig into this, super recommended. So if you want to grab it, grab it and it's in the show notes. Yeah. And before we sign off on this podcast, I do want to leave you guys all on a positive note. I hope that that person that left that two-star review, my wish for her is that she finds her tribe. We obviously are not her tribe, right? I think I wholeheartedly believe that in life you choose your guides, right? You choose the people that kind of are your mentors, whether they're in books or real or real mentors, you choose the people that impact your life. For her, it wasn't us, obviously, but if she were to find the right people, it would feel so good to her, right? So for all of you guys, make sure that you find your tribe, find your people. We've done that. We've created it. And, and then it's your choice whether or not you want to be a part of that. But sometimes, like I was reading a book the other day, it was Light is the New Black. And it was such a good book. And there's a chapter in there that says, you are not for everybody and everybody is not for you. And that's okay. So- hundred percent. So we'll leave you with that. And we hope that we are for you, but if we're not, we hope that you find your right people. So, um, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll talk to you later. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. 
head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.